This is the Runaway Together podcast. You're listening to episode number 16, Real Brides Elope, Banff. I'm your host, Katie Doherty, and I'm an elopement and intimate wedding photographer based in Los Angeles. I created this podcast as a resource for couples who are considering an elopement. If you'd like more information and some inspiration about eloping, you can visit runawaytogether.co. If my voice is sounding a little different than usual, it's because I just got adult braces. <laughs> Woohoo! And so I'm still getting used to like how to talk with this retainer and rubber bands in my mouth and all that. I might be talking kind of funny, but nonetheless, I did want to mention that I have corresponding blog posts for each of these episodes so you can easily find all of the links that we've mentioned. And in this episode, I'm chatting with Terry Alfieri, who is a wedding photographer based in New York, and she is sharing her firsthand experience of eloping in Banff, which is a national park located in Alberta, Canada. We discuss how Terry put together an awesome vendor team, the hotel that she stayed at with her fiancé, now husband, and a little bit of the confusing legal process for getting married in another country. Thanks for being here. Enjoy our conversation. Okay, so today I have Terry with me, and she's joining me from out in Long Island. And she has a really cool combination in that she is a photographer, a wedding photographer, and also she eloped. And I'm really excited to hear from Terry about exactly why she decided to elope, where she went, and all of those kind of fun details. So um, first of all, thanks, Terry. Thanks for chatting with me. Oh, thank you so much for asking me to be here. This is so cool. Um, I, I was like so excited when you reached out because um, I loved eloping. It was one of the, it's got to be the best decision aside from marrying my hubby um, that I made. It was so special. And um, I just, you know, would love to share more about it. Of course. So this was last year, correct? Yes. Cool. So if you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe why you decided to elope, a little bit about your love story, and also your photography, if you'd like to share anything about that. My name is Terry, and I'm a wedding and lifestyle photographer in New York. I've been photographing um, weddings for over 10 years now. You know, when me and my husband were discussing how we wanted to get married, Having, even though I have a huge family, um, having a big wedding wasn't really our vision. We're a little shy and about our love, even though I'm not a shy person. Um, but we just found somewhere along the lines that our relationship and was very private. Like I don't really like um, posting things on social media, and I don't like with us like kissing or things that are more intimate. I felt were better shared between the two of us you know, and I can tell you a little bit more about how we came to um, to do this, but that was really one of the main reasons why we wanted to elope. We just wanted to say our vows in front of each other, and that's it. A little bit more about um, me and Keith, who's my husband. We met in 2009 on Match.com. Um, this is pre-apps, yeah. <laughs> this is before swiping, <laughs> and we actually had to write emails to each other. 
And he was the last person that I met before signing off because I was done with Match. I had met a lot of very interesting people and Mm. so did he. And um, I definitely came off as being a weirdo to him because I like was like, this is my last day on math. And, you know, it's like so weird that we found each other, but, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to reinvent myself and all this thing. I wrote him this like crazy paragraph and he somehow wanted to talk to me. And so we met and it was like, I I can't say it was like love at first sight, but we were inseparable as from that moment on. We did everything together. Um, We have the same messed up sense of humor we love traveling we love adventuring and we just like really were connected and that was you know 11 years ago I'm kind of curious when like the idea of eloping came up like was this something that you knew you two would always do or did you toy around with the idea of having a bigger wedding like later down the line when marriage started to come up in conversation maybe Well, it's funny because he told me that he didn't want to get married and didn't want to have kids at first, (laughs) which was huge for me because I'm um, the oldest of five kids. I've always wanted to have them since I was young, much younger, and and I really wanted to get married. So it took time for that to grow on him, and then we both really wanted to get married. I mean, I don't know, marriage is a little bit of a scary topic because um, both of our parents are divorced and they hate each other. So we're like, how are we going to do this and make sure that we, you know, that we don't subject our kids to this someday. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to make sure we were a million percent sure that this was going to be our future. I always wanted to have a big wedding, but the cost of it sounded really daunting, um, especially because I feel a little spoiled being a wedding photographer for so long you see these weddings and they're people on Long Island. They don't mess around. They're like, go big or go home. The weddings that we photographed, you know, sometimes people are spending a hundred to $200,000 on one day. That's amazing for them. And I think it's, they put on these beautiful, elegant affairs. And I always wanted something like that. I love throwing parties. I love having my family around me, but um, I just couldn't imagine going into like some kind of immeasurable amount of debt over our wedding celebration. So eloping sounded like a great idea. So it sounds like the money was definitely a factor. And then I remember you also mentioning that you're not super big on like PDA. So that's another, like, I think your personality type sounds like it fits eloping as well. Yeah. Intimate, like having our intimacy be just between us and Mm -hmm that was really important to us. And he's shy about that kind of stuff too. So just like, I guess a combination of both of those things. And I've always just felt like if you're going to have a wedding, it better be good. You know, you're not going to, why am I going to spend all this money just to have like some not so great food or, you know, these flowers I don't really like just, just to say I had a wedding. We did end up having, um, and I'll like talk more about it later, but we did end up having a big wedding celebration after we eloped that was on par with a wedding, but there was no ceremony. So that was a huge relief. And we just got to enjoy being with our families, which was very cool. Cool. I think that's a great alternative to, you know, if you still want to include your family and friends, you totally can. I don't think I've even mentioned where you went yet. Um, Can you tell me how you decided on Banff and maybe a little bit about Banff if people have never been or heard of it? Yeah, absolutely. 
I love going on Instagram and just looking at nature photography and people who go out there into the mountains. And we both love traveling and, you know, dream of seeing the world one day. So um, I was browsing and I started to see a lot of pictures of Banff and I was like, what is this place? It's amazing. Banff is just for anyone who doesn't know is a, uh, a national park in Canada. It's on the West coast. It's in Calgary. I mean, it's near Calgary. <laughs> In the province of Alberta, you fly into Calgary. Um, it's about, I wanted to say it's like an hour or two away. But if you're familiar with Vancouver, it's about, I want to say like eight or 10 hour drive from Vancouver inland. So it's, and it's the most beautiful place I've ever been. Sorry, well, I'm just curious what month you were there. Was it winter or summer? It was quote unquote summer. <laughs> So um, part of the, so you, I know um, like the planning process was very interesting because we decided in uh, March of 2018 that we were going to do this and we started looking into options and I like started looking, well, what's the best time to go? And the first thing that happens is I find out it snows from September all the way until May. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> like what's. And so um, I'm talking to a few people that are in the area and they're saying, listen, you could come in May, but you know, it still snows sometimes in May. And if you wait until September, the lakes might be frozen by then. Wow. So I couldn't even believe that. Plus um, being a wedding photographer, there's only like a small window where I could go away because mm -hmm. um, it's just busy over the summer and fall here right so I was like all right we'll go like end of May early June like the lakes would just have thawed and it will just start to get nice and I also learned that it was it gets really buggy and I'm very anti-bug oh so. man me too <laughs> <laughs> so we picked the first week of June we got up there on May 31st and when we were location scouting um that's the photographer in me I was like let's go location scouting and find the perfect spot and we went to this beautiful lake. It's called Moraine, M-O-R-A-I-N-E, Moraine Lake. Okay, I'll link to that. We went to Moraine Lake, which I think is the most beautiful place I've ever been. It has these snow-capped mountains that are all in a row. There's a beautiful lake that has, it's just like this color of blue that you've never seen in your life. And they have the forest behind you so you have all of those elements and we got there when we first started location scouting and the lake was frozen and I was like no this isn't happening <laughs> and uh we went back there on our wedding day and it had thawed two days later oh that's beautiful yeah that's amazing I can't believe it was still frozen almost to June yeah it was insane wow so we but I mean, it was so peaceful. The air just is so much cleaner in Canada. No offense to the U.S. or anything, but uh, every time I've been to Canada, you step off the plane or you get out of your car and it's just you, the crispness of the air. Absolutely. Yes. So this spot that you scoped out, is this kind of where you took portraits or did you have your actual ceremony there? That's where we took our portraits kind of the logistics of the day we wanted to be there around sunset time so like from the very minute I was planning things based on the sunset time because I wanted to make sure we weren't shooting in the middle of the day in the sun 
we took our portraits there, but we had our ceremony at Lake Minnewanka, which is about an hour away. It has a lot more variety of locations for us to have been shooting. So we wanted to have kind of like check off all our boxes and feel like we did, we have mountains, we have the lake, we have pictures where, you know, the forest is in the background, where we're climbing up on the rocks and like kind of having an adventure photography session, but built into our um, elopement. That's that's actually a really great tip is just plan out your whole day depending on the sunset time. Um, I would imagine up in Canada in June, like doesn't the sun go down pretty late in the day? Yeah, and that was another challenge actually because the sun didn't set, I want to say it was not until nine o'clock at night, all the restaurants closed. So we had this whole plan of we're going to elope and then we're going to go out to dinner and have this beautiful celebration together. And we did end up getting in, but we couldn't, there's only like one or two places we could go. It was either like this Mexican place where they had a saloon style, you know, decor, or we're going to go to this, the chateau at Lake Louise. And luckily that was open and right next door. So we ended up going there. I would actually love to hear a little bit about how you spent the the whole wedding day, if you remember, like, generally the timeline where you stayed and kind of how you mapped out the timing of the day. We woke up at, the, at our hotel, um, which was about a five-minute drive from where we were going to elope, uh, where we were going to have our ceremony. <laughs> the hotel was called the Elk and Avenue. Most of the hotels in that area are very um, cabin-themed, <laughs> I know that you're staying in the mountains. However, I just didn't picture our, what was going to basically be our honeymoon being in a cabin with like antlers above the bed. (laughs) So I found this hotel. It was a much more modern hotel and um, it was just like, I like to be comfortable. So it was comfortable and it was kind of just like a modern hotel in a rustic like mountain setting. Awesome. Would you recommend the place? Definitely. Um, Okay. The only thing I will say, I guess, is that when you're used to the luxury of Long Island, <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not um, this like luxurious kind of person, but you're used to things being to a certain standard. Wherever you go, you have to understand that the places that you're traveling to are not going to be maybe up to the same standards you're used to. So even just something as simple as we had coordinated getting our, my dress schemes when we got there. And there was only one dry cleaner in town and they had closed for the week, oh, like on a whim. Uh, the people at the hotel, I was like, I don't know. I'm really sorry, but I just need you guys to figure this out. Like I should, I cannot deal with this right now. They had this lady and she went back to her house and she got the steamer and she came back and she helped me with my trip. <laughs> I have to know like the people where you're going, it's like a small town, you know, there's not, it's just in New York City. <laughs> So there's just things like that that were um, like just like little hiccups here and there. But I loved the hotel. They were super nice and um, very comfortable. We had um, we woke up together. We had breakfast. I kicked him out of our hotel room so I could get my hair and makeup done. We both wrote our vows that morning, <laughs> which is kind of cute. Yeah, that is cute. Did you feel anxious doing it so last minute or was it easier for you that way? I really work well under pressure, so that was the way for me, but we had talked about doing it for months before, and I think we both were just, like, stumped. I really had to be under the gun to do it, 
and we both did it that morning and it was really special because they reflected the setting where we were we were able to be like away from work and be in this peaceful setting when we when we wrote them like everything came from the heart and it wasn't um manufactured he did say this one quote in our vows that I was so touched by that I was crying and then I found out that he took it from Winnie the Pooh oh (laughs) I know I forgive him it was really special Winnie the Pooh can be pretty touching I will say so I'm just kind of curious for people trying to plan their timeline out and you know, knowing that the sun didn't go down till around nine, what time do you remember? What time you started doing hair and makeup and getting ready? I usually just like count back when I'm doing a timeline. So whenever, even when I make them for our clients, we didn't even plan on doing the pictures up until 9 p.m. because we were like, oh, the the sun goes a little bit behind the mountain. So let's just, we were planning on ending at like 7.30 or 8. Um, in case, and if it was an amazing sunset, we'd stay longer. So I kind of tracked back. So if eight o'clock is the sunset, we need an hour to shoot at this location. Then we need an hour to drive there. Then we need about an hour and a half before then to do our vows and have our um, pictures taken at the other location. So if you count that back, that's like, let's say we were going to end at 7.30, like Four, we were, I think at four o'clock, we were going to meet at the location to do the ceremony. And there had to be a little bit of buffer. So I think I probably started hair and makeup at like two. There were two women who came and did my hair and makeup and they did them around at like the same time. I was just like fully pampered, just sitting there while two ladies just did, did me up, make me beautiful. You know, all the stuff beforehand. I mean, it takes all that time to just like get up, have breakfast, take a shower and spend probably like an hour or two up writing your vows. (laughs) But we wanted the morning to be peaceful and we didn't want to jam pack so much into the day, but we wanted to leave a buffer. And I'm really glad we left a buffer. And I'm so thankful that we had the most amazing vendors because first of all, picking out a photographer is really difficult for me because I'm obnoxious and I wanted it to be perfect. (laughs) And uh, I found this officiant who was recommended by the photographer and the hair and makeup team and everyone was so wonderful that when and I inevitably forgot the marriage license at the hotel which how many weddings have I shot like 200 weddings at that point and everyone's like don't forget the marriage license don't forget the marriage license I actually drove us there in my wedding dress and we met at the at the lake and I get out of the car and the officiant's like oh my god congratulations you look so beautiful where's the marriage license I started crying and I was freaking out and she's like, oh no, don't worry. It's fine. We're going to get it. And how far away was the, the license? I guess it was like five, 10 minutes away, but um, she just said, listen, if we go back now, it's going to be another half hour before we do the ceremony and let's just do the ceremony. And then I will go back to the hotel and we will sign it there. Perfect. And so we did, and I stopped crying. Yeah, I mean, it's understandably a pretty emotional day, and you obviously want things to run smoothly. Um, I'm I'm glad you brought up the vendors, actually, because I was curious. I know you mentioned, so you said the officiant was recommended by the photographer. Did you find a photographer local to this area, or how did you find your photographer? Yes. So I did find someone local to the area. At first, I found an amazing photographer that I loved in California. And I was like, that's it. We're doing this. You're going to be my girl. girl, And that's it. Um, She just said the only catch is that Banff is really specific about 
and Canada in general is very specific about having um, foreigners shooting in their parks or shooting in their public areas. It, there was something on the wording about if you can't find a Canadian to do it, then you can hire someone from the U.S. But if you can, then you have to hire someone in Canada. And in addition to that, the parks require a like an annual permit fee from the photographer. So they have to have a special, I mean, was there were not a lot of people there. I'm sure we would be okay to just chance it, but who's going to chance it on their wedding day? Right. So the photographer was just like, I'd really love to shoot it, but um, what happens if we're there and they kick us out or you get in trouble or I get my equipment repossessed or sent, I get sent back to the U.S. and get in trouble. I ended up finding uh, this absolutely amazing photographer in Canada who lives in Calgary. Um, her name is Kristen Harder Photography, and she is just a doll. As a human being, I just love her as a human because she's sweet and caring and understanding. Um, she brought an assistant with her, which she doesn't always do, I don't think, but um, I had requested because I saw that she also shoots in the film. So I was like, can you take some film pictures on my day? It would be so cool. She was so awesome throughout the whole process. Um, she listened to all of my concerns and um, answered all my questions and like was kind of guiding me through the process. And then on the day of she just hit it out of the park, you know, like the shooting, if it was just about the pictures, the pictures were insanely beautiful. Just being with her, you know, she was very calm and reassuring and just don't worry about that. And we're going to carry this for you. And she's like everything I would have wanted. And she had this awesome assistant with her, Mackenzie, who is super, super sweet as well. And she was just like carrying my dress and carrying my flowers. And they were just like the best team to have with us that day. I think that that's a really good thing to consider, obviously, when you're hiring your photographer is, you know, you want to connect with their work and their pictures, but considering the fact of it's so in, it's such an intimate day that I'm so happy to hear that you were able to, they're people you just want to hang around anyway, you know, they're helpful and sweet. And those are all like things you really want to consider when you're hiring someone. So that sounds amazing. I was just going to say that sometimes more important than the pictures and the, the quality of their work, even though that's also very important. You know, that's how I am as a vendor. It's very important to me that my clients have this amazing, incredible experience with me and that I take care of them. Um, the pictures are almost secondary at that point and the way they feel is just so important to me. You know, you're, you're paying someone to be there for especially for the officiant. I was, it was just supposed to be like a half hour that she was doing the ceremony. And not only did she stay for a half hour for the ceremony, then she let us take pictures for a half hour. At, and I was like, are you sure? Are you 100% sure? And she's like, yes, I have nowhere to be and I'm here for you. And her name was Tamara Jones. I'll send you, I can like send you their links too, because I just think that they're the best people I could have had. So I'm always curious about this because since you went out of the country, how difficult or easy was it to figure out the legal side of things? Like, were you legally married in Canada? And does that reflect back to the U.S.? Or did you have to do something special in New York? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. <laughs> it is not easy to find the resources you need for this topic, for this type of choice that we're making. I don't know. 
I called up my town to ask them because that's where your marriage is made legal. Your town has to make it official because that's where you get the marriage license normally. And the lady was horrible to talk to. She's like, like, I was so excited, like a little doe-eyed, you know, oh, I'm so excited for your eloping. And she was like, well, I don't know. You you can have get your marriage license here and you can have your pretend wedding wherever you want. And I was like, hey, that's not nice. It's not a pretend wedding. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so I listened to her, but then I was like, let me just poke around. I looked all over the internet. It was so confusing. Eventually, I talked to somebody that sounded like they knew what they were talking about. And they were they were like, listen, the U.S. recognizes Canadian marriages, even if it's not by Canadian people. Um, and who knows, like, if this is even... 100% correct. But when I talked to people in Canada, they said to get your marriage license in Alberta, to get married in Alberta. The officiant helped too when I um, had already done a bunch of research, but then I said, well, what's the story? She um, she said that she, I would get the marriage license. She would marry us and then she could send it. She sends it to Alberta and we get a certificate from Alberta saying we're married. At first I went to the town to bring the certificate and say, okay, here's our certificate. Now what? And they said, all right, well, you're going to have to have some kind of a, a small wedding here at the justice of the peace to make it official here. And then I said, okay, well, I guess call me back and let me know if that's really the deal. And then she called me back and said, no, it, it seems that you're just married. <laughs> Even to this day, I'm, we haven't done anything. Like I haven't officially changed my name yet. And we haven't filed our taxes together yet or any of that stuff. I can't advise anyone. <laughs> so anyone who's listening, this is a disclaimer. I did a lot of research and I still don't totally know if we did it right. Oh, <laughs> this is kind of a confusing topic and it is kind of a bummer that it's not more clearly laid out online. But what you said about talking to your officiant, I feel like that could be a really good place to start because they're familiar with their area, they're familiar with the protocol, and, you know, maybe they're not super familiar with international, you know, people coming from other countries, but I think that that might be a good place to start with asking questions and... Yeah, they have to go through some kind of training, right? So they have, to, they have like, a legal process that they go through to become an officiant. So there's some things that they know, but that there's also people that specialize in like whether it's a travel agent or event planner or people that specialize in elopements and I hope to be one of those people someday that would know all of the regulations. My sister-in-law, um, her sister got married in Italy and she had to get remarried when she moved back when she came back here because they didn't recognize her marriage. I think it just depends. There were some websites that I saw where it said if you get married here, the U.S. recognizes it. If you get married here, they don't. And I think elopements are going to become very popular now that big weddings are a lot more difficult to have. <laughs> but to be honest with you, I'm really happy about it. <laughs> I, I love celebrating. I love the parties. I think they're absolutely wonderful and the most fun I've seen people have in their lives. I also feel that a lot of people do it because they feel pressured by their families or their mom's paying for it or 
they want to do it to be like up and up with the their friends or social media or whatever reasons and um it loses the meaning of why we're doing it all that I kept thinking about with me and Keith was like let's do it for the the right reasons like why are we going to elope because we want to be alone when we say our vows we don't want to say them in front of people why are we going to have a reception we're not just having a reception to have one we're doing it because we want to celebrate this exciting amazing time in our lives with our favorite people we just always do things because we feel passionate about them and because it aligns with our values Awesome. Absolutely. Well, that was a nice way to wrap it up. I would love, Terry, if you want to share how people can find you online, either for photography-related stuff or maybe they have questions about eloping or Canada that they want to ask you about. I love talking about my elopement, if you couldn't tell. (laughs) So um, please, you know, if anybody wants to email me or just reach out in any way, I have uh, my portfolio and contact information on online at terryaltheory.com. I actually love photographing elopements and traveling. So anyone's looking for a resource or just a friend, or you're looking for a photographer, I love to be involved in any way. It was very help. I think this is going to be helpful to a lot of people. And thanks for sharing all the the good and the bad and the confusing and the beautiful. It was nice. Thank you so much for listening. As always, you can visit runawaytogether.co slash resources for the archives of all of the previous podcast episodes. If you want to say hi on Instagram, I'm also on there at runawaytogether.co. Feel free to reach out with any questions. See you next time.